0: And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Dr. Jeremy White of TempleofMiriam.com in the smoky city of Seattle. And in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co host, Miss Catherine Ironwood. Of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and ConjureMan Ali of ConjureManConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week we will be joined by our special guest, Deacon Millett of FourAltars.org in the High Desert, California bringing us today's topic of reconciliation. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or rootwork as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodoists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening. But if you're selected from among those who have signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and have called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment. But first, we'll catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Kat and Conjurman Ali. How
1: are you?
2: Oh, I'm just fine. First thing I have to say is... Those of you who are regular faithful listeners will remember that last week we announced that Miss Mikel would be our guest this week. Mm-hmm. Um but Miss Mikel got evacuated. She lives up in Northern California. She got evacuated due to fire threats. Um not one of the big roaring, raging fires, but a small local fire, then she had to be evacuated out to a um uh motel and um she and her husband. And so She's unable to be on the show because she's not at home. <laughs> so she's safe, all is well. Um, her home does not look like it's going to burn, but they really are doing a a very uh, powerful job of sweeping people out of the way because they don't want any more mass deaths as they have suffered in previous wildfires in uh, California, Oregon, Washington, where people just didn't get out in time they they were literally going in and driving people out, mm-hmm. get them out and get them to hotels, motels, or friends or family homes. So no, Miss Michael, but she is safe um her home is safe, all is well, but uh, Deacon Millet has stepped in, so um thank you, Deacon Millett, for being here um, in place of miss michael and with Deacon Millett comes a new topic, <laughs> because he's not going <laughs> right. to do her topic. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you, Deacon Millett. You're such a good pal, and just step in. I mean, literally, it was at the last minute. And um, so we're going to uh, bring him on in just a moment. Um, I just want to let people catch up with what's going on at Lucky Mojo. As people are um still you know getting used to the new normal, which is raging firestorms and um, clouds of um ash and and um you know raining down upon us and orange skies and all the rest of it, we have been downgraded to kind of yellow white skies, so we no longer are bright orange um, It looks like we have an overcast day, but it 's not overcast it 's smoke. Every woman I know who has ever had a migraine has a migraine at this time. Um, I uh it's just outrageous and the migraines are everywhere. Um something about the um the breathability of the air is setting off um female migraines you know you know outrageous way and even men who get migraines male migraines usually aren't as severe as female but even men are telling me oh they've got a migraine they've got a headache oh my god my headache my sinuses my you know my eyeballs whatever my poor daughter called me up and and said have you ever thought of just taking your thumb and just inserting it and popping your eyeball out and I'm like Oh, yeah, I have, but please don't do that at home. Uh, I mean, it's really bad. And um, so um, all of you who are in other parts of the world who are suffering hurricanes, volcanic explosions,
3: earthquakes, um,
2: uh, tropical storms, um, insurrections, riots, wars, and rumors of wars, um, just have a little compassion for us out here on the West Coast who are um, literally having headaches that won't quit. Um, I'm now on day eight of my migraine. That's totally unusual for me. But I'm persisting, I'm doing okay. Um the shop is continuing, everyone's, you know, doing well. We we got the phone line fixed up to the point now that you can actually phone the shop. That's good. But, you know, you win a few, you lose a few, then the plumbing all of a sudden, um you know, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, the plumbing in our house, not at the shop um the old iron pipe decided to sprang a leak under the kitchen sink. And, uh, you know, it's just one thing after another. Mars, um, and Ollie yeah. can testify, um, we're having trouble with Mars right now. And Mars oh, yeah. rules iron. It is an iron pipe. Uh, Mars rules the head, uh, the headaches. The Mars rules fire. It's the fire, the smoke, the iron pipes exploding. It's grim. So that's my news. However, humanity being the optimistic, eager little primates that we are, we are moving ahead for the Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And thank God it's virtual. And thank God for Jeremy for making it virtual, because we couldn't have pulled this off in person, not with this kind of stuff going on. Um, (laughs) Um, We are are working hard. I have started... um, Uh, editing and typesetting the flyers. Now those of you who have been to our festivals before know that um, Mm -hmm. if you don't get a free book with the workshop you get a two page sometimes even longer flyer and those flyers are then collected into larger books like the black folder the red folder and I'm working on the third book in the series which is the blue folder so I am doing the typesetting for all of the workshops and they look wonderful I am thrilled Um, there's a lot of Really powerful information. Um, I just um, uh, received the bulk of um, Ms. Robbins, and uh, she was a little short. We talked about what more spells she was going to add. Her stuff is really, really good this year. Fantastic um, information on um, cemetery uh, uh, boxes, uh, coffins, and casket spells. Really good stuff. Um, I have uh, in... uh, John Saint Germain's um, doll spells fantastic work, illustrated because he can draw. Illustrated with his own drawings, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Really tells you how to do it, and um, and so forth. We have one um, change in the program that I know about for sure, and that is the book that I co-wrote with Lara Rivera, uh, Bottle Up and Go. Lara has also fallen, you know, under the grinding wheels of this pandemic the the uh, Um, headaches the 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 whatever there's a she's she's not doing well she's not feeling well and those of you who know lara know that she has had chronic health problems which she never talks about much but she they've gotten the best of her and uh she's not doesn't have covid she's not um you know that's not what's wrong she's just cannot do her workshop this year unfortunately and so um luckily for a the general public, I hope, um, that her co-writer is going to do the workshop, and that would be me. So that means that now I'm doing two workshops. I'm doing one workshop with my dead co-writer, uh, Mikhail Strabo, famous Mikhail Strabo, the- Right, Whose real name was um, Sydney J. Rosenfeld Steiner. So, me and Sydney are doing one workshop, but, but he's dead, so I'm doing it. And then the other one, the book that Lara and I co wrote, um, I'm going to be presenting that workshop. And, uh, you know, since I'm the co writer, I could do it. It's okay, I can do it. However, I will give all credit to Lara because she was the first person that I knew to predict. To produce a container spell workshop, and the whole bottle up and go came out of her production of that workshop and the popularity of it uh, at, back back in the twenty aughts. Now, um, that leaves one other uh, workshop based on a book that I co-wrote, and that's the Stranger in the Cup with Papa G. Let's hope he stays standing, because otherwise, I'm going to have to do three workshops. But I know Papa <laughs> G will—he's going to stay standing, and he'll be okay and um so that's the only uh a big change that i know i'm trusting that people uh, uh will not be i mean there it's going to be disappointing that it's not lara she's a wonderful talker wonderful presenter she knows this material backwards and forwards and i'm just glad that i'll be able to step in and and help and you'll still get the book which is half written by her so you'll you'll have the benefit of her thinking on this as well as mine and um I think everything else is on track so far. I think we're doing okay. So that's the report from the festival. And Jeremy will tell you more about the festival at the end of the show because that's his point. Uh, He's going to prepare some notes on where we're at with the festival. But just keep in mind um, the uh, tickets are going to raise in price soon. And um, we're preparing a, a list of the things that were in those um, gift boxes, or whatever you want to call them, the bonus boxes, the workshop boxes, that were for the first few people who signed up that got these extras, well, those are gone now. But we have a list of what all those ingredients are that we'll be putting online. And if you buy a ticket, you'll get that list along with sources about where you can buy. And therefore, you could follow along. And if you have something at home, you know, if you already have – Chinese wash at home, you don't need to buy it because, you know, it's going to be a this and that workshop. Or if you already have, you know, uh, black salt or, or sulfur powder or whatever it is, you know, you don't need to buy it. But you can follow along by uh, purchasing those things ahead of time. If you want to, you can just say, hey, I've worked with that product. I know what it's like. So, um, But those lists will be available to the people who purchase tickets from now on. All right. That's my catch-up. How are things in your world, uh, Contraband?
1: Things are good, but busy. Um, You mentioned Miss Robin, and I was talking to her just the other day, and it reminded me of her workshop. We were all on a panel. You remember it was me, you, Dr. E., and Miss Robin on cursing spells. Um, Yes. And you brought out out the whip. (laughs) You brought out the whip, which is phenomenal. Um, but between you and Ms. Robin, I think we were in stitches. It was probably one of my favorite panels we, we were ever on um, because of just <laughs> – we really let loose in the creativity when it came to um, uh, curses. And she brought out her, her doll baby that she does uh, she had made mm-hmm. for cursing, and it was just it was brilliant. So uh, you just yeah. triggered a, a very fond memory. But other than that, I've been, I've been very good, very busy, uh, unfortunately, but in a, in a good way. Um, all booked out for for the, the the entire month. But I am releasing a new service next month, uh, solo returns. So anyone who's interested in sort of a year ahead reading, oh, yeah. a much shorter version of a natal reading because natal readings are quite long. But if you want to get to the you know the brass tacks, like what does the year look like? Am I going to get that job? Am I going to get married? Am I going to find somebody? Solar returns are, are your thing. And then besides that, I've been working mostly with a client. We've been doing uh, pretty intense breakup and love work, um, and mm-hmm. that's been moving steadily. It's been like about four weeks of it. Um, but we're getting mm-hmm. there, and, and we just got some really good news for the client. I'm not going to share the details out of privacy. So it's been good, a very positive uh, experience for the month of September so far, even as the astrology is looking very funky. Yeah, right.
2: You know, I, I just want to jump in on that solar returns. Um, sometimes called birthday specials, whatever you want to call yep. them. Um, your year to come. Um, uh, they used to. There was a, a company, um, uh, Psychic Services, out of Columbus, Ohio, that used to call them the Tomorrow Scope. I love that name. Um, and that would be, you know, you'd you'd get a natal chart done, and then they'd give you, as for an extra fee, your Tomorrow Scope, which was your mm-hmm. year's prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, and um i love those kind of services because they really prepare you it's much more personalized i just want to say this very what what you're talking about is personalized for that person's chart and it really helps i'm, I'm just going to speak on behalf of of astrologers everywhere if an astrologer offers extra services like um Couple charts, or if they offer mm-hmm. job charts or relocation charts or solar services, it really helps for you to get your natal chart done with them first. They will have mm-hmm. you on yeah. file mm-hmm. nowadays it's all electronic, they can look you up and then therefore it rather than in the old days where we had to sit there with a you know pencil and a piece of paper and a log chart, <laughs> you know this was like you can now do it's just there it's done, but so then they can predict for you your times to come. And there is nothing better at prediction than astrology. Tarot is good. Yeah. Pendulums are good. They're all good. Crystal balls are good. But there is really nothing like astrology for long-term predictions, for those year-long predictions. So oh, yeah. um, uh-huh. thank you. Thank you, Countryman, for adding that to your services, solar returns or birthday it's, specials, whatever you want to call them.
1: It's, it's hand down People take I
2: advantage it of they're it. Reading. It's It's a, it, Yeah. It's, no matter what he charges... It's worth it to get that done once a year because you'll begin to become your own astrologer. You'll start to see the yes. big
1: patterns. Yeah, yep. yep. I have yeah. a. I do it myself, or uh, I have a, a, an astrologer that did my natal chart. And every year on my birthday, I go back. I do my own solar returns, but I also go to an actual, another astrologer who does mm-hmm. yearly. It's just one of those things that it lets you know what the year ahead looks like. It breaks it down month by month. Oh, I know that yeah. this month the money's going to be tight, so I'm going to avoid expensive right. things before. It, it really is. Right. Fun. Right. Well, we have a third astrologer
2: here, so
3: I'm going to bring know. him in.
2: <laughs>
1: Welcome, <laughs> Deacon
2: Millet. Oh, Happy
3: Deacon to be Welcome, here.
2: Hi. Hi. So, Deacon Millet, you're an astrologer Too and um and do you do solar returns?
4: Um, I do, but more more than that, people seem to like the the future forecast I do, which is basically a giant one year transit report that Uh lets you go in and mark where are my good days, where are my bad Mm -hmm. days. If I Mm you really look ahead to things, so but I'll have to see if I can get on on Conjurman's list. For <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Well there's no, different ways see seeing, and, um, yeah. yeah. See, I'm exactly. I'm with
2: you I'm with you, Deacon Millen. I love to do those transit reports. I'm a transit mm-hmm. fan. And um mm-hmm. this is where instead of just looking at your chart, we're looking at the what we call astrological weather and then we're looking at the yep. pattern. But we're we're like putting your chart under it as a layer because when the when the rainstorm happens and it and the rain falls in Iowa and it's not falling in Arizona, it ain't falling yep. on you if you're in Arizona, right? And so no, yep. these transits the transits are like giant weather maps. They're really amazing, but um, yeah, all of these services that we offer are really important services. Historically, um, go back. You know, millennia, so to speak, yeah. and they are—they used to be only something that kings and queens could get because you know it yeah. took, took a lot of math yeah. and it, you know it took days and days to work these things out. Um, nowadays, with computers, we can work them out very quickly. But to say, hey, I could go to a a website and have it done for me? No, it 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 mm-hmm. will not be. It, you need a human brain to figure out what what the questions are that are, uh, you know, what this is all about. Um, Mm -hmm. So humans have not been rendered, um, I guess, uh, irrelevant in astrology.
3: Thank God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not (laughs) yet. And has, not and that's what yeah
2: but um so yeah, so deacon millet uh, does offers transits, and again, working with one or two astrologers or even three astrologers, a lot of people find um that there's a there's a rhythm to this, and really you mm-hmm. end up becoming a what I would consider a co participant with your astrologer. Yeah, it's like true. working very with true. a personal trainer. And astrology is usually not the thing that people ask for when their boyfriend left them and they're thinking bad thoughts. That's not mm-hmm. that's not the time to go to an astrologer. Time to go to astrologer is on your birthday, and and have a nice, you know, wake up call. <laughs> what your life is, <laughs> where things are going. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Deacon Millet, you actually brought us. A very appropriate topic for today, Um, and this is um, Return and Reconciliation Spells. Now, you wrote a book on that, but I want to just put a little bit of scene setting here first. Um, Reconciliation spells are used if you've had a problem with somebody. 90% of people think that that means a love problem only. Mm -hmm. That is incorrect. You might need a reconciliation with your store manager. You might need a reconciliation with your pastor. You might need a reconciliation with your mother-in-law. There are many reasons to reconcile to get back in sync, to get back in alignment with somebody. Return spells, 90% of people think those are about love too. He left me. But return spells are about getting someone back in your physical vicinity. Maybe he was uh, in the military and was shipped abroad. Maybe he travels on business. Maybe um, he's a refugee and got sent to a different nation than you ended up in, and now you've got to kind of figure out how you're going to get back together again. Maybe um, COVID-19 has kept you apart because he's under lockdown, you're under lockdown, and there's no way that you can meet. Right.
3: So mm-hmm. return
2: spells return people to you. But for what purpose? That's up to you. It could be returning them to get a customer to come back to your shop. After you've been shut down because of COVID-19, you're reopening the shop and you want the customers to return. It doesn't have to do necessarily with love. And you can also um, have return without reconciliation. You could have someone return to pay the piper. Return so that you can punch them in the face, right? Mm -hmm. You can also return so that they admit their guilt in a theft, right? That's return. Mm -hmm. But usually return is to return and reconcile. That's a pretty common combination. You can have a person reconcile without returning. They can make up long distance. I'll never do it to you again. I realized I was foolish. I was drugged at the time. I'm now sober. So sorry, but you'll never have them return, It'll just reconcile, mm-hmm. okay. So that's my introduction to the subject. Now we're going to let Kutcher, not kind of excuse me, uh, Deacon Millet, take it away and talk about return and reconciliation spells.
4: Well, um, I I love that introduction because it does go to that core of the two differing types of spells, and um, right now we're seeing a lot of. Um, Situations that may come to need reconciliation or that need it, but we're not ready for it yet. And mm-hmm. by that, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the polarization in our country, um, mm-hmm. the, the anger and hatred between family members and neighbors. And, um, and it's, it's one that I'm feeling and I'm not feeling like reconciling it. Um, And that's, that's really, it's a, it's, it's, um, it's a very strange uh, feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm praying that, I'm praying that it goes away. Um, Certainly, since we were speaking astrologically, the, the Mars slowing down to a crawl in November. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's only going to be on two degrees the totality of November. Um, mm-hmm. It's like we're, we're not going to be making tons of progress here, um, mm-hmm. but it's still good to be talking about it because um, I I do pray I get there and I pray we get there. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's a rough one. Um, in terms of returning, I mean, you know, here we've got poor Miss Michael and we just mm-hmm. pray she returns home. Um, and uh, there are so many um, ways to do that. If you're being forced to leave your home and you're wanting to do a return spell on yourself, leave Mm -hmm. something behind and leave it very specifically in an exact location where you can picture it. If it's something that can be broken in half, even better, because you can take half with you and leave half behind. Um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very strong way of keeping a connection, and we think about that often mm-hmm. between two people who are having to part you know, the locket that is heartbroken in two so that you each retain half of it. Mm -hmm. But at this point, it's are we returning to our homes in some cases? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I've I've also heard about people now who have um, chosen to do that with their animals out of fear that they're going to become separated in some Mm -hmm. of these horrible natural disasters and need the return of their beloved pets, um, mm-hmm. and that's another thing where you can have have a matching piece of jewelry on a um, on a pet collar that you carry in your pocket mm-hmm. and be able to reunite. Um, so those are just some of my thoughts on on what's been going on here. Certainly, I'm my clients. I am getting lots of. Of big, what I consider to be astrologically induced breakups, um, yeah. that have, just, and it's kind of like there's an insanity to them that mm-hmm. half of them I feel like, well, when the stars realign, this will go away. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, yeah. it's like can, it's just can we, can we live through the through the gap without, you know. Our hearts breaking? Um, can but, I
2: can I just jump in? Yes. there's an actual name for these kinds of charms. You call them broken heart charms. They're called Mizpah charms, and huh. um, and means uh, watchtower in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And um, they are based on. Um, they, they are mentioned in speaking of Miss Michael, in Miss Michael, um, uh, and Charles Portville's book Who uh, Do Bible Magic? There's a whole chapter on mizpah charms they are made in the form of a coin that's been zigzag cut in half a heart that's been cut in half and mm-hmm. they usually contain a little um piece of scripture um and they are a uh they're considered to be a, a a token that you will that you will you know that there's a, a um that god has set a watch on this and they're used sometimes they were called sweetheart charms uh, in during wars, so yeah, Mizpah charms. Those are amazing charms. You can definitely use one with your animals, and um, they they also have an analog in um, in card magic. Charles mentioned something very similar in his book, uh, A Deck of Spells, when a Person was taking a, a orphan, not an orphan, not orphan, an illegitimate, excuse me, an illegitimate baby to be given to the nuns to raise through one of those little doorways where you don't get seen. You just put the baby in in the basket and then you mm-hmm. walked away. If you put in a whole playing card, it meant you would not return mm-hmm. for the baby. But if you cut the playing card in a zigzag pattern and put in half the card, and you kept the other half of the playing card, it meant that you hoped to be able to redeem the baby at a later date.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so very that's interesting. The kind
2: of, yeah, ah, that's the kind that's of trunks
3: we're talking about.
4: Okay, onward. <laughs> so, um, I some other thoughts on uh, return, although it's, you know, uh, Certainly candle work is is a little fraught mm-hmm. when you look at a map of the fires up and down California. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. but the idea of, you know, lighting a candle for the return of a loved one, um, it it's so ubiquitous that it's it's almost beyond magic now. It's just mm-hmm. a, a a concept. And we saw that with um porch lights in different colors mm-hmm. for to mm-hmm. bring different people back. Um and you know certainly they, there was even the the yellow ribbon movement to bring mm-hmm. um, soldiers mm-hmm. back home. Um, so this is something that I think um, probably is terribly primal for us. Mm-hmm. It may be that the the handprints on on certain cave walls were were to say I I've been here and I will be back. Um, mm-hmm. It it. It's something that we feel very deeply about, um, but uh, I don't know what else to to say on the topic. Um, I I certainly have some ideas for a spell which I will share with you at the uh, end of the program. Um, well, let's let
2: Ollie jump in with, yeah. with one. Um, Ollie, what uh, give a good example of a return spell or a reconciliation spell, whichever one you do, onto do the other. Okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, first, I want to mention, uh, you mentioned astrological weather. This is actually a very mm-hmm. good time to do reconciliation work. Venus is in the fixed sign of Leo and is very comfortably is, is in a dignity in her own deacon. So if you want to you want to do some return magic and love magic, particularly around like finding someone or making someone yours, this is actually a good time to do it. Even if Mars is funky, Venus is in a much better place right now. So mm-hmm. timing-wise, just a little weather report, go for it. Um, one of my favorite, Deacon Millett mentioned this, um, one of my favorite bells around this is uh, an oil lamp that's placed by the window or front door for someone to return. Someone who has gone away, And you need to come back. It's not necessarily for reconciliation. It's for distance. This was a very old charm, usually done for people who went into the military service or had to travel abroad. You would get an oil lamp and keep the lamp going. And you would put in there, return to me herbs or things like rose petals for love. Anise for connect, psychic connection or Star Anise for psychic connection, Damiana for passion, uh, two uh, bombs of Gilead so that the hearts remain joined together because the bombs of Gilead aren't just for healing but also joining hearts together. They're nice and sticky. You put them in mm-hmm. there. You light, you add a little bit of return to the oil and you keep that oil lamp going, and you keep it on Mm -hmm. until that person comes. And you have to tend it. You have to tend it very carefully, adding oil, trimming the wick. The more attention and love and affection you basically give give the lamp, that is then transferred to this person who is uh, held at a distance, and then they will come back to you. It's actually rooted in a very ancient formula. Uh, There's even an Indian version of it, keeping this lamp going for a uh, a lover. If anyone who watches Bollywood movies, you can watch Dave Dawes and see an example in a, where the woman literally keeps an oil lamp going for something like ten years or something until mm-hmm, her lover mm-hmm. returns back. So it's a very old time work Mm-hmm. hmm
2: As long as necessary. As
1: um, long as necessary.
2: That's yeah. Um, so um, that's a that's a really good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out a spell here that was. Um, uh first um published <laughs> by um deacon millet and um let's see what I can come up with this is from deacon millet's wonderful book Return and Reconciliation Spells. and um so it, actually this shows this shows how deep his book is, and I'm going to uh, explain here. A lot of people write books on hoodoo or conjure, and they just mm-hmm. make up little spells out of their head. Uh, Deacon yep. Millet, uh, like me, and like Conjure Manali and Miss Michael and a few others, really research the history of this. We're not trying to, mm-hmm. you know, jump in and appropriate this and say, "Here's our brand new conjure." We're trying to give you some background. So um, this is. Um, one that is from uh, West Africa. And um, I'm going to just read what um, Deacon Millet wrote, Bathwater, and he's quoting, quote, mm-hmm. charms are made for every occupation and desire in life, loving, hating, buying, selling, fishing, planting, traveling, hunting, wrote Mary Kingsley in her Travels in West Africa, published in 1897. Quote,
3: mm-hmm. for
2: example, a great love charm is made of the water in which the lover has washed, and this, mingled with the drink of the loved one, is held to soften the hardest heart, unquote. And then Deacon Millett adds, We still see bath water used in hoodoo in America. There are even blues songs that mention it as a love charm. So here is... Uh, Deacon Millet giving a shout out to West African traditions that were noted
3: yep. in the nineteenth
2: century and of course are much older than that. The drink of the loved one means the dregs of the cup from which a loved one drank. And so you mix that um with their bath water. And there's an old Memphis drug band song, Papa's Got Your Bath Water on. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna give one just one other one. And um this is um again, just from from his uh Book Again, this is um, uh, one that was collected by Harry Middleton Hyatt. Now, Harry Middleton Hyatt traveled through the American South. He interviewed 1,600 African-American root workers, and this is very simple. Psalms 23 and 42, Return to Me Photo Spell, and here's what Deacon Millett wrote. A Waycross, Georgia worker told Hyatt to take two photographs, one of yourself and one of the person you wish to draw back to you. Write the 23rd Psalm on the back of one and the 42nd Psalm on the back of the other. Place them face-to-face under your pillow and sleep with them there. Your lost love will shortly return. hope someone can get a little uh, quote there from Psalms 42 and a little quote from Psalms 23, and we'll put that in the uh, chat log so people can see it. Now, this bell Um. still exists. And um, I've, I was taught this spell as a kid, not with those two psalms, but I was told with the two photos face to face, and to use mm-hmm. safety pins to pin the four corners together, safety pins so that he couldn't escape, because safety pins close oh, up tight. <laughs> I was also that's told to good. use it with, with fish hooks if you wanted to, mm-hmm. to draw someone to you, but fish hooks wasn't to get someone to return.
1: Fish hooks was to get someone new, you were going to hook them. Mhm. Mhm. I actually have a question for DK Miller. This is, first of all, this is one of my favorite books. Um, if you haven't picked this book up, you're missing out. Um, we're professional root workers, and we refer to this book just to tell you how the depth of it. Um, there's actually a really great uh, particular working you've gotten here called "Loving Up Your Doll Baby to Tie a Man." This is right. probably when it comes to when it comes, to, and it, this is more of a. I'm putting my interviewer hat on here. This is probably, in my opinion, the number one question I get with doll babies. What do I do once I've made this doll baby? So could you talk a little bit about loving up your doll baby to tie a man? What is that type of work? Um, What does it mean to love up your doll baby?
4: Well, um, the the key with the doll baby is to think of it always as an extension of the person that you baptized it to, Mm -hmm. um, that Mm you named it for and um, of course, sex is huge for men. We, yes. you know, it's a driving force for everybody. And um, to pull uh, to tie your man, um, you can tie uh, your dirty underwear around the doll baby of your man to keep him constantly smelling you and and full of you. You should always keep your doll baby in the underwear, drawer. That just, to me, goes without saying. The doll baby needs to live among the frillier underthings that you've got. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can, um, you know, if you're going to be having some sex with yourself, (laughs) you can prop up your doll baby to watch. Um, mm-hmm. Just think of it as as an extension of the other person. And if they were here, what might I want them to do? Where might mm-hmm. I want them to kiss me? And you can touch the doll baby to those places. Um, mm-hmm. It's You can be as creative as you like once you break down the idea that this is somehow – you know, fetishistic or creepy, or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but but people once they once they spend even twenty minutes doing it, it suddenly makes sense and mm-hmm. um, becomes just a very simple thing to do almost every night before you go to bed. You just go tell that doll baby how much you want it and where you want to put it, mm-hmm. and um, you know, excite the doll baby. And your love will be excited from afar. Yep. Perfect. As the old song Perfect.
2: goes, this is dedicated to the one I love.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Well, thank you, Deacon Millet. Now we're going to uh, turn this over to Doctor Jeremy, and he's going to bring us in our first client.
0: Stay tuned for Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with your host, Ms. Catherine Ironwood and Conjure Man Ali, and this week's special guest, Deacon Millick, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners and answering questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Now it's time to go to the phones and bring in our first caller, Tanya from area code 786. Are you there, Tanya?
3: Hello. Yes, I am.
0: Great. Tanya uh, has never been on the show before, nor has she had a reading about this particular subject. And uh, the situation is that she writes that she has had a relationship that started out just great. Now it's (laughs) not so great at all. Uh, She'd like to know what to do. And uh, should she trust him?
2: Okay. Okay. So, um, uh, Tanya, I'm going to ask a couple of questions. Um, yeah. What sign of the zodiac are you? I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio. Okay. So they've mm. got to learn to please you. Um, yes. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> look at the way she said <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, every so Scorpio, Scorpio does odd. that. <laughs> um, and uh, and what is this this lover? What sign is the lover? A Libra. A Libra. Um, all right. Now, uh, and you said that this relationship has been going on for a while. How long has it been going on? <clears throat>
4: it's been going on for a year, actually.
2: One year. And I'm it's going to now get real per
3: Okay. I was going to add it's long distance, too, just to add that in case that has something to do with
2: it. Oh, okay. It's one yeah, year and yeah. long distance. So now I'm going to ask a, another question, and I yes. don't, don't mean to embarrass you, but have you ever been intimate? Yes, yes, we have. Okay, okay, that's good because um, that helps build um, the connection. I mean, that's yes. what it's all about. That's what we were just talking about. All mm-hmm. right, now. Um, and I guess I, I'm sorry I'm going to ask one more question because i never talked to you before and I do want to get this right.
3: About how old are you? I am 46.
2: And how old is the lover? 45, 44. <laughs> all right. So you're about the same age. Okay. Yeah, about the same. Mm-hmm. Eh, that all makes sense. All right. All right. So I'm <laughs> going to use a three-card cut. This is three tarot cards. Now, taking first into consideration, I'm going to use a little bit of sun sign astrology. Scorpios are steady. They are a fixed sign. They want to do the same mm-hmm. thing. When they find the thing that works, they're in the groove, and they're going to stay in the groove, and they're going to keep on doing that till the wheels fall off. That's them, Scorpio. The other mm-hmm. sign like that is Taurus. There's a couple of others that are like that, Leo, Aquarius. But Scorpio... Are very determined, especially when it comes to sexuality and love life. They are faithful and um, and I mean, if they commit, they commit. They don't
3: yep. play. Yep.
2: Libra, on the other hand, is a a um, cardinal sign. They're always looking for something new. Cardinal air and uh, Libras are not flighty people. They don't change up a lot, but they do have a tendency to be what's called a double-bodied sign. It's a It's a balance beam scale with two pans. And those double-bodied signs are the most likely to commit infidelities. Um, They can't decide between two people, or they can't decide. And the infidelity may not be with another person. It may be their job. Like, I've got to work late at the office. And they're sincere. They're not actually messing around behind your back. They really are working late at the office. It depends on the person. But Libras tend to want to please. Please. That they are called people pleasers, and they tend to not want to hurt anybody's feelings. So they avoid confrontation. And if things go a little bit sideways, they are not really ready for um, making it right. They tend to kind of dodge and weave a little bit. They have a hard time making up their mind. Now, that doesn't make them bad people. They make great, great people, very compassionate, lovers of beauty, able to write and decorate homes and cook and make, I mean, they got, they have so many things they can do that are artistic. They can paint, they can sculpt, they can weave, they can do anything. Um, they, they mm-hmm. really are good people. I'm not trying to put them down, but they are not in the um, Scorpio level of steadiness. On the other hand, Scorpios have a problem. Scorpios are stubborn and they hold a group. Mm-hmm. And once the Scorpio has been, <laughs> yeah, I heard that laugh. Once a Scorpio has been wronged, the Scorpio finds it very hard to forgive, very mm-hmm. hard. I know this because I'm married to a Scorpio. Okay? Mm. So now we're going to, that was our little scene setting. Now I'm going to do three cards. And the cards are going to be about this particular relationship, okay? Okay. So what we have here are three cards, and they're not the, the happiest cards in the world. First card is called well Met. It's a card of love. It's a card of um, fabulous meeting. It's called the Two of Cups. It shows a beautiful woman and a handsome man meeting. But it doesn't mean it's always a man and a woman. It could be two men. It could be two women. It's just what it is, what this card shows. Two people meet There's instant love. There's rapport between them. There's sexuality. There's a a, a caduceus of mercury, which means communication, in the sky between them and above that, the head of a red lion, a heraldic lion's head with wings, which stand for um, sacred sex. I mean, really enlightened sexuality. There's a depth there. The woman Mm -hmm. is... um, Dressed in white with a little blue tabard, and she has a laurel leaf crown. She's a woman who's intelligent. The laurel leaf, bay leaf, stands for wisdom. It stands for academic excellence. It stands for, um, could be military excellence as well. She has on red shoes. So she doesn't like, she's not a slut, but sex is part of it. and she is. But she keeps it kind of on the down low, right, down on her shoes. She's not like wearing a red dress and, and throwing herself around. The man is um, got red roses on his head, so he's got definitely got sex on the brain, um, and he's dressed up in a in a tunic of floral and leafy design, very beautiful. He's got pirate boots. She's offering her cup, it's a golden goblet, she offers it to him with both hands, and he's reaching to take it. He's holding his own cup back. The only problem on the card is, will he give her his cup or not? It's a good beginning. Well, somebody has to make the first offer. She's there, heart in hand. Here I am, it's all for you, baby. And he's thank you. But, but what happens next? Does he then offer his cup in return? Or does or does he go scampering off with her cup? We don't know. It's a it's a that's the opening card. The next card is a card I'm very sad to say is called the card of the liar. You have been lied to. Some lie has been told to you. This is card seven of swords. And it shows a man um, outside of an encampment where knights, you know, old medieval like a military type encampment or a a big festival or something has been done. These these tents are set up. And in the background, we see these knights around a campfire all talking. And in the foreground, there's somebody who is not a knight, who's not worthy to join their company, and he's stealing their swords. They've all kind of parked their swords out front because they're not coming armed into the circle. And he just starts stealing their swords. And so this is a guy called the sneak thief, the liar. It also can be a gossip. Someone behind, comes behind you mentioning your name. But very often when we see these cards, you were not told the complete truth and um, I'm not trying to accuse the lover of something bad, but there's a problem here.
3: Does that make sense mm-hmm. to you? All right. Everything. Um, Everything you have said makes sense.
2: Everything. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: So the, so the liar in the thief card never bodes well. It does not say, I can fix this, because this is the person's intention. It's their personality. No one forces, except under, you know, torture, no one forces someone to lie. Someone who lies because it's to their advantage is that they're they're definitely not on your moral wavelength, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, the third card is not a card you're going to like to see. It's called the Tower. And the Tower is a card that is a tower struck by lightning. The Tower looks like a oh, it's a narrow little watchtower. Uh, it almost could be to said to be look like. a person's body, or many people say it looks like a penis, and it's struck by lightning. It catches on fire, and people are jumping out. They're going to fall either to save themselves or fall to their death, and this is called the card of destruction, and I use a version of this card on my label for my destruction oil, so this card says this relationship is going to come down. It's it's broken. The relationship Mm -hmm. is broken, and that's the cards I have. Now, I'm going to turn this over to Deacon Millet and we're gonna see what he sees.
4: Okay. Deacon Millet, you there?
1: Uh-oh. Uh maybe muted?
4: Oh, is Deacon Am I here? <laughs> there, there you are. Hello? Okay. Okay. Yeah, great. You. So um I'm also gonna choose three cards. I'm using the Secret Dakini Oracle deck, which is um very different, um, but uh, we'll see what we get. Um, and the first card I will tell you is the Holocaust. So <laughs> this this card no. is the equivalent of the tower <laughs> in Miss mm-hmm. Cat's oh, but- deck. It shows a house and it's exploding in flames and out of the chimney there are eyeballs that are flying in every direction. Um, so this is a very, this is a public um, disaster of some kind. It is witnessed by other people and, um, and so it, it, we're just not going to get the greatest result here I'm afraid. Um, the second card is a little more, is is more revealing. The card here is Cosmic Carrot. And this card shows a carrot and it's floating in, in the sky and it's marked with the chakras. And um, I call this the card of buyer's remorse. This is the card of chasing after something that you won't want once you get it. So there's there's a feeling of... of Conquest here of of I'm going to go after this thing, but the the desire was for the winning, not for love or service or something else so um this again shows that this is probably not going to be the the relationship that you hope it will be. The third card is amusement um. This card shows an orgy in progress, um, and it's spelled A hyphen amusement. So there are creative aspects to this card. There are ways in which you can can put this relationship into art and make something of it. You can um, put it into magic and make something of it. But um, I don't think amusement was what you were looking for in this relationship, my uh, well, we'll we'll see what what root work conjurman uh, mm-hmm. comes up with for you, but uh, it, it, this is just not the greatest situation, I'm afraid.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I would say an orgy was definitely not what you were looking
3: for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, am I right that or am even, I right? That would be a no. This <laughs> a <laughs> hard <to> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh,
2: Well, you know, some people want that orgy, and that's fine. But I'm just saying, with after the Holocaust card, this is kind of like that liar card. There's something I I, I do believe. There's something else going on in the background. Yeah. Let's turn this over to conjurman Ali. I'm sorry that the card, you know, because here you came to us for the first reading, don't even know us, and we're giving you all this doom and gloom. Um, But let's see what Ali can do.
1: No, it's okay. Yeah, you've gotten, you've gotten some fantastic, fantastic readings here. And I think that the indication very clearly to me, I'm going to be blunt with you, is it's time to probably move on. The heart is, you know, the heart wants what it wants, but you can't put your heart through suffering and pain uh, like this. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a root work recommendation. Now, if this man is perfect for you and you're the right one, this root work recommendation will work on him. This person mm-hmm. will come back, and uh, your relationship will be all good. If he's the liar and cheat that we've all seen here, then you'll get a better person. So this is okay. what this root work will do. So first, get yourself some rue and some violet leaves. Brew this into a tea. Draw yourself a nice warm bath. Add the tea into it. Add some milk. Add some honey. People who have heard this radio, are like, oh, there goes Chondra Man Ali. He's talking about mm-hmm. a honey bath again. Add a couple, add some rose petals on top and let yourself soak. You are a Scorpio. You are a water sign. This is rejuvenating. Let it rejuvenate you. Let your hurts go. Open up your heart. Let it all into this bath. Get out and air dry. And while you are naked and you're air drying, write down what you are looking for from a partner, from a lover. Be clear. Make sure that you write meaningful things, things that matter to you. You should be, he should be sexually attractive. He should be financially stable. He should be loyal. Include all the characteristics you liked about this person while completely making sure that, you know, you only focus on that. Don't think about all the other stuff, like, you know, the dishonesty or whatnot. Take a nude male candle, a red one. And with this, you're going to do some loving on it. We're going to borrow uh, the wisdom of Deacon Millet here from his fantastic book. You're going to make some love to this candle. You're going to do some sex magic with this candle. You're going to anoint it with your sexual fluids. You're going to then anoint it with a come to me. Then you're going to come to me oil. Then you're going to place on a altar or surface this paper that you've got your list. You're going to put on top of it some type of heat-proof bowl, dish, whatever. You're going to make a cross in that dish out of ground-up rose petals, damiana, and cuba berries. And then you're going to place the candle on top of it. Light the candle and pray. Say from whichever corner of the world. You're going to make this this cross as an actual crossroads. So you're calling this person from any direction. From wherever this you are in the world, come to me and come to me quickly. You are drawn to me. You cannot escape. Every step you take leads you one step closer to me. Burn this all the way down. Once it's burnt out, I want you to take a pinch of this mixture, the uh, mixture of the ground-up rose petals, the Damiana, and the Cuba berries, add it into a bottle, add a drop of that come-to-me oil, then put your favorite perfume on on it. You're going to bury all the rest in your front yard, and you're going to regularly wear that perfume wherever you go. Keeping the Mm -hmm. enchantment on your body. You are a Scorpio. You're inherently enchanting. All Scorpios have a phenomenal way with their eyes. Use that to your advantage. Go out there and find yourself the love that you deserve to have. Now, if he's the one that you deserve, and he deserves you, then this will work on him. Mm -hmm. If he's not, put that man to the curb and find yourself someone better. That's my recommendation here. We've got time to see what Deacon Millett and Miss Cat would like to add or adjust to this working.
2: All right. That's a classic spell, a classic, classic work, and um, I I recommend it to you highly. I've I've um, given it to others. I have used a variation of it myself. Um, you, as a Scorpio are um, going to be the keeper of the of the relationship. Scorpios are keepers of the keys. Deacon um, Miller, do you have anything to add to this?
4: Well, this this definitely is right along the lines I was thinking, which was cut and clear. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's definitely. Well, I like that it's a little more optimistic than than mm-hmm. cut and clear is. There's there's not as much go away and stay gone. It's much more to the positive. And I think that, that that suits you in some fashion. Um, the, the optimism, I think, is going to um, revitalize you. And the, the looking to the future with a hopeful eye, knowing that the right man is being attracted to you, I think is going to be very useful. The only thing I can think of to add might be um, a, a lodestone um just to to reinforce the drawing power um, mm-hmm. of this bath. And I think I think Conderman is dead on that a that a bath is, is just what you need um to to work as a restorative and to heal mm-hmm. your heart. Um so I I think it's a wonderful piece of spell mm-hmm. work for you.
2: I I like the idea of the lodestone. You might set the lodestone in front of, you know, with the candle and with all of those herbs. And when it's done, um, the spell remains are to be buried as... Um as Conjurman Ali said, you could bury the lodestone, but you could also just put the lodestone under your bed. And I've done that. You feed the lodestone with magnetic sand, and you can you know, put a little of the herb mix around it. Put it in a little covered dish so it doesn't get dust and dirt all over it. A covered candy dish is good. You can buy them anywhere, thrift store or anything. And, um, and then keep that lodestone under your bed. And dress it with a little bit of come-to-me oil and that will serve you well. It makes it into what we call a multi-part spell. So there's a little bit of earth work going on, a little bit of fire work, a little bit of water work, and a little bit of air. Air is the prayer part. That's where you're going to speak your mind. Where you write, that is air. Where you bathe, that is water. Um, The lodestone, the herbs, those are earth. And, uh, of course, the candle is fire. So we like to do spells which partake of different... um, portions of, of uh, nature and we like to do spells that are um, able to be uh, what we would call um, deployed in different um, areas mm-hmm. and deploying part mm-hmm. of it at the front door and then part of it under the bed is to draw them closer closer to you okay all right well thank you so much for um, uh, calling and you uh, We hope to hear from you again when you get your next new lover because I think this one was a bomb. (laughs) It was a loser. (laughs) Blew up on you. Okay. um, Now we're going to turn this over to uh, Dr. Jeremy and I believe uh, we're going to have our next client.
0: We are. But first, Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and located online at luckymojo.com and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers. AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk with our second client, Dr. Twickenham. Are you there?
3: Yes.
5: Can you hear me?
0: I can. Fabulous. You're on the air. Um, Dr. Twickenham writes, um, has never had a reading before, and writes in, I was gifted the dirt from a wealthy friend's home, was thinking about incorporating it into a Feng Shui wealth thought, but is there a way to use it for ongoing success? money in a hoodoo working?
2: Wow. Well, that's an interesting question. So, um, uh, uh, Dr. Twickenham, um, have you um, worked with feng shui before?
5: I did in the past. Um, I started about, gosh, maybe about 18 to 20 years ago. And was self-taught, and I constructed a wealth vase that I've had since then, and it was sort of the, my my gateway drug into, you know, uh, a path of looking, looking for different um, paths. And then I, you know, uh-huh. kind of went back to my southern roots, and it just feels like I'm really being pulled towards uh, root work and conjure, and uh-huh. I've got that wealth vase, but it doesn't seem like it's got as much oomph as my other Mm -hmm. workings. So Mm -hmm. all of that to be said, I was like, now that I have this, this gift of this, um, very powerful soil, I was wondering what to do with it. If it should go into the wealth fuzz and that should be reconstructed, or if I could use that in a hoodoo working. All right.
2: Well, I'm going to give you a, a couple of pieces of advice and then I'm going to, um, turn this over to Ali to do the first reading and Deacon Millett will do the second reading and then I will give you some root work. But, um, uh, we have one um, member of AIR, the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, who is both very gifted in hoodoo and does feng shui professionally.
3: Oh, wonderful. And that
2: is, that is Miss, Miss Athena. And um, uh, I'm sure that Shiva will post the link to her AIR page. Um, she's also going to be teaching, not on feng shui, but she's going to be uh, teaching at the Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival, so you can get a taste for her if you if you take a, a ticket to that festival, but you can see. Oh, I'm already is. signed
5: up and got the box. I mean, I've got, am okay. in line for the oh, box.
2: Good I'm very for you. excited. Good for you. All right. Well, I'm going to turn this over then to Ali and we'll see the answer that he comes up with.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to do a reading here. So what I've actually done is constructed a, a chart. It's considered a horary chart. Um, and this is a way of reading a horoscope, not for a person, but for a question. And it can actually give us quite a bit of detail um, that, that I'm then going to confirm with a little bit of geomance. There's a peek into my system. So the significator that represents you here is Jupiter. Jupiter is uh, the planet of growth, of education, of learning, and of, of matters of learning magic. It's uh, tr- the traditional sign of the astrologer, the traditional sign of someone who works in spiritual practice. So this is a very good confirmation of, who you are as a person, as well as what your interests are. You're interested in feng shui, you're interested in who you're interested in expanding your spiritual horizons, and Jupiter is fantastic for it. The significator of your question here is Saturn, and Saturn happens to be in the uh, exact same sign as Jupiter in Capricorn right now. So this is a very positive affirmation that you should be using this particular dirt. Uh, Capricorn here is an earth sign, so further confirmation here. You should be building it into an actual practice. This should not be a one-off thing. This should definitely be something that's worked with in an altar. However, we get some further information because this is all going to be trining uh, uh, the sun in uh, Virgo here. So the role that the dirt will play is not to add or bring prosperity in the way that you think, but actually will take on the role of the counselor for you that you should be working to build some type of altar with this dirt. You should work to draw out a spirit, the spirit of land, the spirit of wealth, the spirit of your friend, who will then act as a sort of financial advisor from abroad, from the beyond. Um, and this will be a counseling spirit. Counseling spirits are very good. They don't do a lot of activity. They're not going to bring out wealth for you. They're not going to do magical work for you. But what they do is advise. They counsel and they can give you information that uh, you need in order to make good financial decisions for you. They can be a really powerful ally when it comes to making choices in regards to business or money or investment or whatnot. So, this is the way that you should be working with the spirit and with this dirt. Uh, Feng Shui is great. You should consider uh, working some form of altar work here, perhaps an ancestral altar, not a direct ancestral altar, but a spiritual court that you'll be drawing in here. The chart also tells me of a particular time that would be ideal for this working. You should be looking to September 27th, so a couple weeks from now. Uh, if you do this working particularly around 7.30 a.m., you will have very strong ability to connect with the spirit. This is further confirmed by the geomancy figure of Populus, which is the figure of spirits that come forward and assist and guide. So you have found yourself a counseling spirit. You have found yourself an ally, uh, and you are able to build work uh, around this particular spirit, which Ms. Kat will give you recommendations for. With that, I will turn this over to Deacon Millett.
4: So, a very interesting question. Um, I'm going to pull three cards again um, and see if they have any bearing on it. Um, The first card here is Cremation Ground Meditation. This card shows the surface of the moon, and it's covered in skulls and bones, and we can see the earth rising in distance. And this is a card of grief and melancholy. It's a card of letting go. Um, it, it seems that uh, some of your desires have not come to pass in life. Things have slowed down for you. Um, and there's there's sort of a sorrow here at that. Um, it may be time to uh, get rid of your previous working or... Um, it may be time to reinvigorate it, but uh, there there is uh, a very gentle sadness to it. Um, There's also with this this card, because we have um, human remains, um, I do feel it kind of ties in with what Conjurman was just saying about a a spirit um, bringing advice to you and being able to inform you. The second card is Tree Spirit Yakshi. This is a card of nature and the seasons. Um, and it says that it does seem like you're putting an end to one season and starting a new season in your life. Um, but this card also has has a tree that is growing. Um, and it makes me wonder if um, this this soil... Um, what kinds of seeds, both metaphorical and, and um, actual, might be planted, um, whether there is some sort of natural living, growing element to the work that you might want to do. The third card here is centering the present, um, and this card shows a mandala on the surface of the moon. So we, we've gotten moon imagery actually in all three of these cards because there's there's a moon in um, the previous card as well. Um, but this is a this is goes back to what conjuror was saying about a daily practice. This is you need to focus on the here and now, and this may um, involve some sort of Releasing and letting go ritual of um the the things we're seeing from the past um here in the cards as well um so focus on the here and now um, and uh we'll see how Miss Cat best recommends you do that.
2: All right, well, thank you. Those were real interesting readings and um gave me a lot to think about as far as what root work I would recommend. So um, one of the, the thing is that the, um, the dirt from the house of the wealthy person that was given to you as a gift, um, do you, you know this person well? Or is this someone who was given to you by someone who, say, a cleaner or maid at that house? How did you get that dirt?
5: It's a a very good friend a friend that I've known for twenty five plus years
2: mm. I see who who gave you dirt from their own house and they are wealthy, yes, okay, so it's not what I would call secret dirt in other words sometimes oh, uh, no, no. yeah, sometimes a maid or cleaning person will sneak out things to be used. You see what I'm saying, okay, so this is actually given dirt, okay. I would start with that dirt as its own thing and not add it to the feng shui vase. That's just my opinion. Um, the vase may have served its purpose; it may be done.
3: Mm-hmm. I yeah.
2: think that it might be time to, for instance, um, uh, deploy or bury it. Usually, such an item can be um, buried, and uh, you know it safely and it will be fine. It Whatever remnant charge it has will still draw if you put it in the front yard. Uh, if you live in an apartment, you can put it in a potted plant and if you know feng shui, you'll know that potted plants are used to circulate energy in various ways and a potted plant spell is a good way if you if you don't have a yard and um, you just want to get a nice long-lived, easy-to-care-for potted plant that requires a fairly large vase, uh, not vase but a, a large pot and um, and then put this at the bottom and then put the plant on it. The plant will grow into it, the roots will entwine it, and the plant will then radiate it. It's like what I call a slow-motion candle. It just keeps on radiating the energy. So whatever remnant energy that has, you can do it. And if you know feng shui and have taught yourself feng shui, put that vase in whatever area, but put it in a potted plant it's now gone into a more of a growth phase, just like the card, the Deacon Millet saw of the tree growing. So that's planting that spell. Now we come to the, the dirt and how we're going to use that. Um, uh, to use dirt of a of a wealthy person's place in hoodoo, um, usually you would use it to make a sprinkle. Um, and you want to use it wisely because you're not probably not going to get a lot more. So you can take some money-drawing herbs, and I would—I'm going to give you a list, and I hope someone types them. And uh, this would be—we're um, going to start with some powdered cinnamon, um, powdered allspice. Um, we're going to use some powdered cloves. And um, those who know me know where we're going. At this point, we're going to say, oh, powdered mace, powdered nutmeg. But why bother buying all of those when you can just buy pumpkin pie spice? Um, Because uh, pumpkin pie spice basically contains all the powdered money herbs. You can also use um, something that's called besimum spices or besimum herbs. And these are... um, a recipe that comes out of Jewish cultural tradition but was integrated into hoodoo, oh, much more than 100 years ago. Um, These are uh, herbs that are fragrant and that are used for... um, a particular Jewish small home ritual after the Sabbath to re-enter the work day, to re-enter uh, business, to go back to school, to whatever it is you're going to do. And because Jews are stereotyped as being people who were particularly good with money, this Bessimum herbs became associated by black practitioners as money herbs and they're called money herbs well Jews have them, they're money herbs right? and being a Jew myself I can smile and say sure whatever, you can call them money herbs but they're Bessemum spices and I sell them um, uh, as Bessemum or as money herbs depending on what you want and there's no one recipe for Bessemum uh, anybody can make their own but they usually have um, some of the same uh, spices that I was mentioning in them you use they don't need to have any oil added they should not have added oil they are natural just like that um, the idea of that tree card they're natural so those uh, besimum spices can be mixed with that dirt and you might want to prepare a second potted plant or if you have a porch um, and there are two shrubs very common for people to have a porch that goes down the stairs go down there's Shrub on one side, shrub on the other. Put the feng shui vase on one side, put the new spell on the other side. If you have potted plants in a in an apartment, you want two potted plants, and one will be the new spell, one will be the old. Now in this new spell, besides the Bessemum spices and the uh, dirt and the um, uh, the pumpkin pie spice, whatever you're going to use, and I would say I would use pumpkin pie spice and Bessemum herbs and the dirt, and in addition to that, you're going to take a $20 bill, and you're going to write your wish for money, what it is you want. This is how hoodoo differs from feng shui. We usually will write a petition. And so the petition you're going to write on the $20 bill will be what you want. Don't make it be um, what I call um, stupidly um, optimistic. Don't say, I want to earn $100,000 next year. No. You're going to start off by praising God for what you've been given. Be polite with God. Always be polite. Lord, I thank you for all the gifts I have been given. I, um, I thank you for my health. I thank you for my mind. I thank you for my hands with which I can earn a living. You always thank God first. Now, Lord, I ask that you enable me to draw more money into my sphere through the use of my hands, my heart, my mind. And you can if you don't know how to write a prayer, you can um uh you know, just quote the twenty third Psalm, Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. The third part of such a prayer, after the gratitude, the request, the third part is kind of I call it reminding God. And God has a lot of prayers and God needs a little reminder. So the normal way in hoodoo, which is a Christian form of folk magic, generally speaking, would be, and I ask this in the name of your beloved son, Jesus Christ, amen. However, if it's for money to be gained through occupation or work, um, you can uh, do it in the name of um, Joseph the carpenter, Joseph the worker, um, if you work with your hands, for instance. Not, not um, many uh, non-Catholics don't, would not do that, but Catholics will say, in the name of Joseph the worker, amen. Most um, Baptists will just say "Jesus Christ for everything because Jesus Christ is a doctor, Jesus Christ is a lawyer, Jesus Christ is our heavenly Savior, and Jesus Christ is a friend in time of trouble, so you know it's all on Jesus <laughs> so um, however you wish, you take that twenty dollar bill and you're going to um, that you've written on and you're going to bury that also in that potted plant, and so the plant will grow, and um, the uh, it'll work its way up through the flower, through the plant through whatever it is a vine would work, a fern, any kind of plant you like, and it will attract money to you. I have one question: Do you work out of your home or do you work at a different place of business?
5: Uh, I work both places uh, two different jobs.
2: okay, make two of these um, if you can you have a potted plant where you where you work? off out of your house away yes. from your house okay i right, have got a desk put the potted plant on your desk you might have to rotate them around sometimes desks aren't the best place for a potted plant to grow but um but you know use a bromeliad they they practically live on air um, and you can um you can swap them back and forth some people like that lucky bamboo there are many different ways does anybody else have anything to add to this
1: I just want to say this is fantastic. The living component of this is is what's going to build your wealth. This is what we mean when we say something, you know, spirit, actual spirit, there's life here. And that's what you want to cultivate. You want to cultivate this idea that this isn't just a sort of talismanic object that you, that attracts, but work with it as if it is a living spirit to draw out this counseling spirit within that dirt. And it's going, to, it's going to work for you. It'll give you guidance. It'll give you answers in your dreams. Start to pay attention to omens. Start to pay attention to things that are going on around you, to, to things that show up in your dreams. You might consider having a dream diary. And you'll start to hear the voice of this spirit, and it will start to guide you uh, in regards to what to do when, when it comes to finances.
3: All right.
5: Well, this is wonderful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your perspectives
2: yeah another thing you might add is if some people will do a spell like this, they'll put in one penny, one nickel, one dime, one quarter, one fifty cent piece, and one dollar coin, and they'll wrap the uh, twenty dollar bill around that um if you um want to do that, that's a good way to work too. I've done it myself that way. all right, good luck to you, and um get in touch with Miss Athena All righty well. I believe our next thing up is our network schedule announcement, which is brought to you from the Outer Space Department of the Lucky Mojo Radio Network.
1: All-time specific, Add 3 Hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
0: And now it's time for our free spell segment with Deacon Millet of fouralters.org in the high desert, California.
4: Here's
0: Deacon Millett! Uh,
4: Thanks Dr. Jeremy So I'm going to share a work of reconciliation That was given to the Reverend Hyatt By Madam Lindsay of Algiers And for it you'll need a brand new mirror And a photo of your target A red apple Seven red candles A piece of parchment And a pen So you get the brand-new mirror, um, just a small one, um, you know, three-by-three will do, and you put the person's photo on the back facing in, and you're going to prop the mirror up so that the head is upside down, okay? We want control over your target. You're then going to get your red candle and your red apple, and you're going to make a petition paper for them by writing their, the person's name seven times on the, on the parchment, and you're going to stick it down inside your red apple. Okay, This is going to make them think of you all the time, and as long as the apple is fresh, they can't forget you. Then you put the mm. red candle into the hole, and you set it in front of the mirror okay, so that it, you've got the mirror, you've got the candle and the apple in front reflected, and you've got their photograph upside down behind the mirror, okay? And the anger that the person has for you is going to fade away as the candle burns. And this will, according to Madam Lindsay, this will get them to be the apple of their eye again. You will become their beloved again. You're going to do it with seven different candles. And this is where this one gets um, a little tricky because it has a built-in feedback mechanism. Um, If when you burn the candle, it burns the apple before the candle goes out, you're going to have to get a new apple and start all the way over again with a new parchment paper. Bury the old one, let go of that, you're going to have to start over again. So this could take quite a number of days um, if every time you're starting over it's a, a new candle set of seven. Um, but I, I feel like this one is, is very empowering um, when you do it, and it also, uh, I like the, the time frame, the sense of diligently coming back to the working every day.
2: This is a, um, Madam Lindsay, um, who was a spiritualist and root doctor in Algiers, Louisiana, had a lot of really good spells, and we really have to be grateful for her sharing these with us way back in the nineteen. 19- 30s, 1940, and Harry Hyatt, uh, again, we need to be incredibly thankful to him for having taken four years out of his life to interview these 1,600 root workers and get this information um, because uh, her stuff in particular is Fabulously traditional, and it's also because she was a professional. This isn't like going mm-hmm. and collecting a little bit of folklore from somebody who heard something from their grandma. This is a woman who did this for a living. And she generously shared, basically, her the secrets of her work. And this is one of those spells that is very interesting. And the feedback that you mentioned, Deacon Millett, that's built into this, if the apple burns, if the candle burns mm-hmm. the apple... This is the kind of thing that only a professional root worker would even care about or notice because a professional root worker does the spell but also observes the spell for signs of outcome. So this is a a multi-layered spell. Very few beginners, I mean, it sounds so simple, right? You just put this thing together and burn it, right? Um, But very few beginners would even understand the depth of this. Why is there a mirror? Why, what, what's, you know, what's going on with this? It sh- she says, a brand new mirror. Why does it have to be brand new? You've to go out and buy that mirror. And she says, a small 10 cent mirror. She, in other words, when she does this for a client, she doesn't just use any old piece of mirror. She goes and buys on purpose a mirror for this. Now, they don't cost 10 cents anymore, but you understand this is purpose bought for this spell because it's a brand new mirror, it's a brand new spell right? You need the person's photograph, and you have to have it on the back of the mirror facing in, but their head is upside down. Oh, isn't that interesting? And then you get mm-hmm. this red candle, and it has to be a red apple, not a green apple. This is very specific work. Um, I notice, and again, I you hear me often ranting about uh, the internet is destroying everything, and in, it, the internet is not destroying everything, but it's destroying a lot of things. And one of the things it's destroying is folklore, because people yeah. come up with a simpler version, a simpler version. Well, you just get a mirror, just use any mirror, you know. You just you you can put the person's photo or just the drawing, you know, just put, put their name on the back. You can you can use anything. You don't have to put a head upside down. No, no, just whatever, right? Um, why is the person's head upside down? Buh, to confuse them. It's to to break down their guard or their their, um, their um, resistance, right? right? Why is it a red apple? Red for love, A red apple looks like a heart. Every part of the spell, this woman, Madam Lindsay, thought out. Now, she might have gotten it from someone else, but it might be something original to her. And when Hyatt interviewed these professional root doctors, they... They told him their best stuff. This is this is such a short spell, but look into it, and um, and you understand this person is going to be confused and turned upside down,
3: right?
4: All Mm -hmm. they
2: see is love, the love light, the red love light, the red apple. But if the apple burns, that means there's still some anger, right? Mm -hmm. There's still Mm -hmm. some anger, and um, because the apple is the heart. And, um, yeah, and you have to get a fresh apple and a fresh parchment paper and start all over again.
1: Mm-hmm. So you might it's even want to get a It's the details and the mirror. levels of here. It's mm-hmm. the details and levels here that are just phenomenal. I mean, we've heard of pictures upside down before, but putting it all together with the apple, with the burning, I mean, that's an example mm-hmm. of a professional worker.
2: Yes, exactly. This is, this is why, um, you know, I tell people... Pay attention to the past
3: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: many people can come up with a spell but uh, there's nothing often as strong and powerful as something that someone did for a living repeatedly honed and refined uh, in this case probably 80 years ago well said yeah maybe 90 years ago Um, all right um, there's our music, so we're going to turn this over to Dr. Jeremy, and he's going to tell us about the Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival.
0: Well, thank you, Ms. Kat, and thank you, Conjure Man Ali, and thank you, Deacon Millet of 4 Org in the high desert of California for being our guest this week. We invite you all to join in next week when our special guest is Maren Graves from MarenGraves.com on bringing us the topic of the magic of buying and selling and renting homes. I'm going to take a moment now to tell you a little bit about the virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival. Tickets are really going fast, and uh, in three more days, the ticket prices go up to $300 While that's kind of pricey, I have to say, um, it's 15 hours of hoodoo instruction. You get 15 hours of hoodoo instruction. You're gonna get a list of everything that we use uh, during the workshops. So, um, and you'll get essentially written copies and everything is on demand. So um, please join us at the virtual, uh, 2020 Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival. Um, From all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you can hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz.
2: All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Jeremy. And um, as those familiar strains play... And the sun sinks slowly in the west. We bid <laughs> farewell once again to the beautiful island of Pago Pago. where we can hear the drums, Bwana, the drums. Sorry, that was a Warner Brothers cartoon I was channeling <laughs> back, from back in the day. All right, everybody. Good night.
3: Bye-bye. Good night,
1: all. <laughs>
2: Good night. Good night.